When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with L.A. Nick, Alex Bernard Rasmussen, and Andy Bernard. Catherine is not going to be here today because she took her dad to see it for a, a medical appointment, so that's good, but she won't be here, but you know. We will be right back, kick things off with the family. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Tommy, it's quiz time. Ooh, I love quiz time. Let me guess. Breck called and they want their diploma back. Easy. I earned that fair and square. In fact, it's right. Ah, well, look what you made me do. Sorry. So what's the question? So you've heard about the new car inventory shortages, right? Yeah, you've mentioned it about a million times. Guess how many 2021 Rogues we have in stock at Burnsville Nissan and Coon Rapids Nissan? Mm, seven. Close. The actual number is 209. A lot of Nissan dealers are really low, but we're in good shape for the next month or so. So there's no reason to hurry? That's not great messaging. How about don't dawdle? There's a word you don't hear often there, Monty Burns. Yeah, funny. Anyway, the all-new 2021 Rogue is a great vehicle, and we're lucky enough to have a bunch. We've got great leases, and they all come with Walzer Care, which is a 10-year warranty for free. But wait, there's more. Read this. Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan want your trade and will give you an extra $1,000. That's pretty cool. Go to Coon Rapids Nissan or WalzerNissan.com for details. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, president at North American Banking Company. And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company, Bradley's partner. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we provide a unique experience for our business banking customers that can't be found at the big banks. Our customers appreciate our high-touch, high-tech approach where they get all the benefits of working with a local bank. Our team will get to know your business and its unique challenges while still offering all of the online and mobile banking options you will find at the big banks. Also, when your business banks with North American Banking Company will be working with an experienced team of lenders who know this marketplace and will be ready to help your business capitalize on any opportunity or solve any problem. You add it all up, North American Banking Company is a better banking experience. <clears throat> Excuse me, you uh, do mind if I jump in here? Well, Tommy, if you feel the need, go ahead. <sighs> Amateurs. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. A little news, a little information. You know what I'm saying. Um, yeah, I just I just asked this question. I asked it on the morning show, and I just thought, I was talking to L.A. Nick about it. I do not think, maybe we have way back in the day, but two President uh, 
terms in a row where the former president, Donald Trump, is now being investigated for crimes and the son of the current president is being investigated for crimes, I don't know that that's ever happened in U.S. history before, that they're assuming that the people who run this country are criminals now. Not in our lifetime. I don't think so. Not that I know of, anyway. But it's so divisive anymore. It is. You don't even know what to believe at all anymore. They never tell the truth on... Oh, somebody asked me that... uh, God, somebody passed a law, and they said it was Obama, but I think it was before Obama. I'm not sure. Basically, you can say whatever the hell you want. You can lie your ass off if you're a politician or you're in the media, and nobody cares. Well, the person that has the most outrageous lie out first wins, like Trump. You know know who Trump is? Trump is an attorney who grabs all these racial cases right off the bat, and he makes up a big lie like that. Yeah, that's that, what he that does. Hands right. up, don't you? That person never said that term. He made it up. And yeah, he no, puts people it, still believe that He happened, puts it out real it fast and gets the biggest lie out there, mm-hmm. so he runs the narrative. Once you, The first person with the biggest lie out there runs the narrative. How is that legal? It's just the way it is today. But it is legal. It's I legal. Know, it's the way it is today. You lie. Your, you can ruin people's lives and nobody cares. Nope. Even though it's a flat-out lie. Whoever lies first with the biggest lie wins. <laughs> God. Are we that stupid now? Yes. Are we gotten to be that stupid? The general public, actually, I hate to say it. it Minneapolis is a perfect example. Yeah, it Minneapolis is. still defends Minneapolis. I know. They're still defending the... the, the, the uh, it's a I, disgusting I just, It drives me crazy, man. I know. They can't swallow a little bit of Minneapolis pride to improve that city. They just can't do it. Nope. I would love to go back into the city. I, we went last Saturday, went down to Murray's, had dinner. It was wonderful. But there are panhandlers Every five feet. Oh, it's, it's no, really. I, oh, I refuse God. to go down there. Yeah, no. Had a Tim, nice time. It's you have a nice time until you don't. It, yeah, it, it exactly. only takes one walk in two feet, and you walk into a mess that where now you're involved in that mess. But All the, you got to do is turn a corner. You turn a corner, yeah, and you're, no, in, you're, you're right. in a twenty-person fight. Oh yeah, I drove uh, Melissa to the Twins game last weekend. Didn't want her going downtown, but I figured the Twins game, if it's going to be safe anywhere, it's going to be safe there. Yeah. And the drive on the way there, half the buildings are still all boarded yeah, up. Yeah, they are. You know, it, it literally looks like an abandoned city. Like a like there a war came through, killed everyone, and this <laughs> is does. the result. That's what, what it looks like. like. Well, I saw a post the day before yesterday of somebody who actually went to a restaurant three doors down from Murray's and said, we were so happy to go out to dinner until we came out of the restaurant. And they walked out into mayhem. Yeah, like a twenty-person fight going on. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, your mom doesn't know this, but when we went down down uh, last Saturday to have dinner, mm-hmm. I did have my three fifty-seven Magnum on me. I would too. I did. I have a permit to carry, oh, and, and I, I will be carrying. I would too. If I went down there, valet. Well, we do. Murray got valet, but still, you have to stand there waiting for your vehicle. And in the meantime, they're and actually, that's a big thing. Your carjacking is valets. You get carjacked when you pull your car, but you get out before the valet gets in. Carjackers come running up, Mm. jack you. Isn't that amazing? (laughs) It's one every day. One every more than a day, multiple days. Carjackings in the city. I just don't understand what the deal is with all these the carjacking. They just need a ride. So that's it. So they harm people because they they need need a a ride. They're oh, not God. selling the car. They're not scrapping no, the car. No, they're not. You're they're absolutely found right. two days later in a different part of town. They just need a ride. <laughs> Why well, be careful? Because you come up on the wrong person that has a three fifty seven Magnum. You're going to get shot have, right in the I head. I do have and to I'll say. And I'll finish talking, and then you can talk. We're going to do that from now on, L.A., Nick. I'm going to finish talking, and then you will start okay. talking. Jesus. Well, it was related to what you were saying. Well, let me finish, and then you can say whatever you want, you dope. I didn't Typical know Italian is all I got. I, do, anyway, have, what were you I do have to give the carjackers credit. The couple of carjackers that stole cars that had babies in the back or dogs, yeah. they abandoned them immediately. No, they do. They, <laughs> they no. do. You're right. I, have, oh, my God. I do have to give them that credit. They, they do. They have abandoned babies real quick. Well, but they don't want to be responsible for them. It's the only reason they abandon them. They don't care about the baby. It says, I don't want to have to take would, care of it. Would that be considered kidnapping? I suppose. Yeah. I think it would, yeah. yeah. So that's probably the I part think if you it. kidnap even accidentally, they yes. still don't like that very much. Yeah, an accidental kidnapping. Even if it's accidental, That should be good. a new law, that accidental kidnapping I'm law. I'm sure it is a law. Oh, believe yeah. me, I've read the uh, Minnesota law, like not the whole book, obviously. But right. It gets very, very, very specific. 
Oh yeah. Every last little thing has well, every been bill argued that, over. Yeah. Every and, bill that's passed has like yep. seven thousand pages of oh, just yeah. like yeah. the tiniest little detail. All of, right, we have Rob on the phone. Those most of those details, as we segue, by the way, are about how can I make money from this? Well, yeah. yeah, of course. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> that's most of what it is. Ladies and gentlemen, there's a book, Dad, How Do I? Practical Dad Advice for Everyday Tasks and Successful Living. Rob Kenny, our special guest. How are you doing, Rob? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure. From the host of the YouTube channel that went viral, Dad, How Do I? Comes a book that's part memoir, part inspiration, part DIY. Uh, Rob, you and I have a lot in common in the fact that... Uh, um, you had seven siblings. We had seven total children, so I had six siblings. My dad left yeah. uh, the first time around when I was about seven. He was institutionalized, and then he came back for a while when I was 14 years old, and then he left forever after that. But I think I had turned 15 by then, but you and I had pretty much the same experience uh, kicking off those teen years, man. Wow, interesting. So what, where are you in the birth order? Right in the middle. I'm the fourth of, of, of seven. Five boys, okay. two girls. Yeah. So there you go. Okay, yeah. We had five boys and three girls. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, Rob, isn't it interesting, and maybe you had the same experience, to this day, and then I will get the hell out of your way because I want to hear your story, but to this <laughs> day, because my, uh, my oldest brother, I have one older brother and three younger brothers. I have one older brother, but he was in Vietnam at that time. So my mother, my sister Bobby, and my sister Vicky all ran the show, and to this day, Rob, I will do things for for women that I wouldn't think of doing for men, like jobs, like special little tasks. If a guy asks me to do it, I'll say, no, I'm not doing it. And if a woman asks me, I'll do it. I only answer to women. Isn't that weird? <laughs> that is a little strange. But, it is. You know, I, I think that's probably a good thing. Well, it yeah. makes I mean, the people happy. <laughs> it probably does, Rob. You're absolutely right. So when did oh so so your father? It says here Rob Kenny's father left him and his seven siblings when he was 14 years old. Youngest had to fend for themselves. Yeah, that because my mother and I'm sure your mother, Rob, had to work a lot. My mother was always at work, so we had to just we're at home by ourselves, and that's just how it was. Yeah, yeah, it was a different time. <clears throat> Obviously, I'm not quite sure how old you are. I'll be 57 this month. I'm a little so. older than you, yeah. Yeah, so it was a little different time, you know. Um, you know, there was a time where we were kind of fending for ourselves, where my dad got custody of us, but he didn't really want us. Right. Um, <laughs> then that great, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we, um, you know, that we were kind of fending for ourselves for about a year, where I was just, you know, we were just kind of taking care of ourselves and going to school and doing what we thought was right. Um, and then, yeah, then my dad made it official and came home and said, you know, he, he's done raising kids. And so then I, and he said, um, you know, the older siblings are going to have to take in the younger siblings or I'm putting them in foster home. I'm um, pretty cold hearted, you know, um, looking back on it, but he had gotten to a place where um, I guess he got numb to it, you know, when he was able to say that, cause he started off really well. My dad and mom started off great with mm -hmm. the older siblings. And I think, you know, the, my book talks about um, the character traits that I learned uh, from them, you know, seeing what they did. And we all kind of had to band together to, to figure things out. And so, um, yeah, I think that's and I also so yesterday I was on the Today Show and, you know, they wanted me to polish shoes. And I, pivot, and I pivoted a little bit because I was like, you know, the heart of my channel is, you know, trying to walk alongside and encourage and, and you know, empower people. It isn't that I'm the greatest, greatest shoe shiner in the world or the greatest, uh, you know, um, I can't tie a tie better than anybody. I just know how. Uh, it's more the heart behind it. You know, people are coming to my channel and sobbing watching me tie a tie. Um, so obviously, you know, there's more to it than just being robotic and, and tying a tie. Yeah, I mean, that that, that makes complete so, I, You You have to be very happy with this whole deal because you look back, I'm sure, with some sadness on what happened. But look what it brought yeah. about for you because, because you made it happen. Look, look what you've done with your life. It's terrific. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, I'm, I, I joke about, uh, you know, I'm so happy that I went viral for something positive, you know, <laughs> other yes, than uh, right. <laughs> doing, doing something stupid, you know. Um, 
so yeah, it's it's a pretty cool platform. I'm glad that I'm able to um, walk alongside people and try to encourage people because it would have been helpful, you know, for me when I was younger. I learned how to tie a tie from my roommate when I was 19. Um, you know, I just picked things up along the way. Um, yeah, so I, I I'm happy to be able to pass pass along that. And that's I love you know I love the platform that I've been given, and I love you know being able to. Uh, in my book, again, I think I'm mean, able to communicate the heart of what what it's all about through through the reading of uh, you know uh, or share, sharing my siblings' um, characteristics. And you know when I so I actually got to do an audio book version, and I was uh, you know that's new that was new to me. You know nothing I had planned on doing. Uh, right. And so being in there and then actually reading it like you said it you know a little emotional I, you know there's a couple times i had to take five and break down and cry for a little bit um which was a little embarrassing in front of a couple of grown men that were in the recording studio but they were gracious you know they were good about it but my heart you know my my book is uh i've kind of poured my heart out into it and forgiving my dad you know that's in there and that was one of the parts where i cried and then my yeah my brother don his generosity um because he was don was only two years older than me and just, you know, the generosity of that young man at the time and the sacrifice he made to keep us connected uh, really, really hits me. Do the eight of you still stay in touch? We do. Yeah, we're all we're all really close uh, still to this day because, you know, again, we kind of had to band together. And my, so my sister, Mary, the oldest one, her, her chapter is about um, the keeping connected, the keeping the family connected. Because, mm. you know, at the time I was kind of in survival mode of just, trying to cope, you know, trying to get by and, uh, you know, what, what do I do now? You know, a 14 year old trying to figure out, you know, the weirdness of living with my brother and how that, that looks strange to my friends and, you know, um, trying to just navigate life as a 14 year old. Um, so the first thing from my mind was, you know, how do I stay connected to my, to my family? I was more concerned about my own, uh, path. Yeah. Well, that makes total sense. And I gotta be honest with you. I, uh, I have not, well, it's not that I haven't maintained a relationship with some of my siblings. They have not continued um, contact with me, and I, it might have something to do with the fact that I, you know, I do a, I've done the same morning show. As a matter of fact, I've been on it for 36 years now, and then we've done the wow. podcast now for nine years, and things have gone well, and I think part, I don't think it's a jealousy deal. It's just they're really uncomfortable with well, you know, because we were very, very, I, I'm assuming, Rob, you didn't have a whole hell of a lot of money since dad wasn't bringing in the paycheck. So uh, probably right. not a lot of money around the house, I wouldn't think, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, when I went to live with my brother, he was newly, newly married. So he was 23 and his wife was 24 and they had bought a trailer, an 8 by 35 trailer. Mm-hmm. And then I, I came and moved in with them. So they got married in October. I moved in with them in January. Um, and my brother built a shelf and put a bed on it. And that was my bedroom. Yeah. So we, yeah, we were just, <laughs> you know, kind of uh, doing our best, you know, trying to make ends meet. So. Don't you think it's wonderful that human beings and particularly American, I've never lived anybody anywhere but America. So I don't really know how the rest of the world is, but. I, I like the fact that Americans go, you know, that sucked and that was horrible and he was gone and blah, blah, blah. And I can either sit here and wallow in it or I can get off my butt and go out and make something of it, which is exactly what you did. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you uh, on that. I, I said, uh, you know, I, I say this on my channel a lot. You know, I don't necessarily bring up my past to try to, you know, you know, have anybody feel sorry for me. It's more no, trying to no. empower you to say, hey, you can move past this. You know, you don't have to play the victim card. And some people have a bigger victim card than I do. And some people don't and mm-hmm. still play a victim card. You know, it's kind of all over the place. And so I, I, you know, I just try to encourage people to, Hey man, once you finally take ownership of your own life and move on and quit living in the past, boy, it's freeing. And then, and it's empowering. Cause it's like, okay, you know, this is my life. I can make better choices. I, you know, I, it's, it's within my control to, to move forward. Yeah, no question. One of, the, one of the things when I do little speeches for people, you know, I go out and talk to different, not a whole lot in the last year, but before that, obviously. Yeah. But a big part of that whole situation was uh, I never finished high school. I went to college for one day and hated it and quit. And I keep telling everybody at the beginning of my, my talks, if I can make it, so can you, because I have no credentials whatsoever. Uh, you know, I don't have a good bloodline. I got nothing. So if I can make it, you sure as hell can too, no doubt about it. 
<laughs> I love that. You know, I, I've joked about, uh, yeah, I mean, it's very humble of you. I, you know, I, I joke about it with myself. I, you know, I've always ran from speaking in front of people. Yeah, you know, I, yeah. I've avoided, avoided that at all costs, and I share that in my book. I, uh, you know, um, and had the, so God has a sense of humor putting me out there in front of millions of people now. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but I, I think, like you said, I think it gives encouragement to other people. It gives you hope, man. And, you know, sometimes I, I'm sure people are probably like, yeah, right. Yeah, right. It was, you know, you, you, you've, you know, that, it, that any, if you can do it, anybody can do it. You've got talent, you know, but it, it I, I honestly, I'm with you. It's like, man, if God can put me out there and I can uh, speak in front of people, boy, anybody can, because I used to have fight or flight, you know, I just wanted to get out of there and just leave me alone. I, you know, I, I'm good. Just leave, you know, I'm good just sitting by myself. So, you know, you've mentioned it a, a couple of times right now, and I couldn't agree more whether people want to believe in God or not is their business. But I do believe whether it's God or whatever we have, there's something a hell of a lot bigger than I am, because if I thought it was the biggest deal in the world, I would have never made it. There's no way it would have happened. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I, and that's, you know, how I stay grounded. I understand mm-hmm. that, you know, I'm just a small piece of a much bigger puzzle. I also would like to know, and I've asked this question many times on this show and my morning show as well. So you could believe in God and then you die and there is a God and everything's wonderful. Or you don't believe in God and you die and you're never going to know it because you're dead. <laughs> so mm-hmm. what's the loss yeah. in believing in something bigger than you and something better than you? Yeah, yeah right. I mean, I I, I, I agree with you. I, I mean, I yeah, I get up and read my devotional every morning, and um, yeah, it gives me strength to be able to, because you know, there, there's so you know, if you bet if you spend any time on my channel or looked at it at all, there there's some comments on there that are heartbreaking, and it's daily. Mm-hmm. You know, people come in, and I'm just a man. You know, I uh, you know I can't be all things to all people. I can certainly you know try to help people, but it's overwhelming. The need, um, which is sad. So that's the flip side of my channel is that my channel going viral is the fact that the need for it is so great. Yeah. Um, because, yeah. And I and I do try to encourage fathers, you know, to try to like, please think long term. You know, um, speaking from my own experience, you know, I'm not here to judge anybody, but speaking from my own experience of my dad leaving, and you know, you don't just leave and then. Oh, okay, everything's just fine. You know, well, behind you, you right. have the, you know, there's right. ripple effects that somebody, somebody's cleaning up the mess. And in my case, it was my brother and his wife. See, isn't that great? And by the way, back when it first did happen, um, my my brother, as I said, was was not here. He was in Vietnam. But my oldest sisters, they both stepped up to help my mother as much as they possibly could. And if they hadn't done that, who knows what would have happened. If there was no leadership or no help whatsoever, I, it could have been much worse than it was, Rob. Yeah, yeah. So kudos to them, you know. Uh, it, you know, uh, and, and you know, I don't know how, what their ages were, you know, but I think of my brother being 23, and my son is almost 26. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I think of him as a kid still, and my brother was 23, and his wife was 24 when they took me in. Yeah. You know, at the time, they seemed old, but they – they were, you know, old beyond their years. They they were mature and did what they needed to do to, to step up. And it's probably the same with your siblings where, you know, they weren't, <laughs> probably weren't all that old when you look back on it. No, they were not at all. As a matter of fact, uh, well, my oldest brother and my youngest brother were 22 years apart, which would indicate to you I'm probably Catholic. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we were raised Catholic as well. That'll happen. But it carries on, Rob, because on this very show in which you're appearing today, um, our son and our daughter, usually my wife is here as well, but she's taken her father to a, to a medical appointment. So she's not here today, but our son's on the show. Our daughter's on the show. We spend a lot of time with our family. I love working with them. I don't know if they like working with me, but, you know, it's a different <laughs> argument. You know. <laughs> Yeah. You notice how yeah, neither one of them I, piped up and said a word there, Rob? You notice that? <laughs> Are they on the call? Oh, here? yeah, they're yeah, on the call. They're, they're here. But <laughs> apparently supporting the old man wasn't going to be part of the, oh, no, Dad, I'm sure it's wonderful. <laughs> Good God. Yeah, it's. That's great that you have such a great relationship with them. You know, my kids, too. You know, I, I, my wife and I, I we, our goal was always to raise great adults. You know, people talk about raising great kids. I want mm-hmm. to raise great adults. And my, my, my kids are my friends, you know. You, you, yep. you get to a point where 
they become your peers and we laugh all the time and have, you know, love being around them. So it's, it's been a joy. Yes. Yeah. I feel, feel the exact same way. Very, very quick story of why I love family so much because our, my daughter who's here has two children, a four-year-old girl and a two-year-old boy. My, she's almost five. She's almost five. Another week. Yes, One week is. from today. One week from today. And then Andy is about <clears throat> to have his first child, but very quick story, Rob. Um, I'm talking to the two-year-old, Sage, a little boy. This is a couple of months ago, and I said, ah, Sage is going to be great. You're going to get out there. We're all going to go to the park together. We're going to hang out. Well, <clears> apparently <throat> he listens. They call me Bop Bop. Um, uh, but apparently they listen to a lot of what other people say. Little kids retain things because I said, it's going to be so great. We'll go to the park and we'll hang out. It'll be the greatest. There's a pause, and he looks at me and goes, yeah, well, you're out of the mix. <laughs> and he's two years old so there you have it right there i love that stuff rob nice. it makes my heart feel glad yeah. when i hear that yeah yeah that's cool i do have a, a dad joke for you if uh love to hear it there right? i don't know if we're done so okay, no no you can be on as long as you favorite. want rob you can be on the show as long as you want i love talking to you oh well thank you yeah I, I, it's, it's a pleasure talking to you as well. So this is one of my favorites. I think it's, uh, it's pretty good. So, uh, so an antenna and a satellite got married. The wedding wasn't much, but the reception was incredible. Thank you. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome up on stage, Rob Kenny. Now, Rob, I tell you, please come back and do the show again sometime. Cause I love talking to people who, instead of going, Oh, poor, Rob, there's too much of this, oh, poor me, I'm a victim thing going on in the United States and the world today. You didn't do that. Yeah. And I really admire the fact you didn't try to blame it on my, this, oh, oh, poor me, this is terrible. You didn't blame it on anybody else. You said, you know what, let me let me take the wheel here and uh, we'll just keep moving forward. I love it. Well, thank you. Thanks for the encouragement. Yeah, I, you know, just I, and I, I'm hoping to give hope to other people to understand that, you know, the victim card while you might feel good playing it or and you you have it and it's legitimate, uh, you know, it doesn't really serve a purpose. It does <laughs> not. what I found. The book is available everywhere. Dad, how do I? Practical advice. Dad advice, excuse me. Practical dad advice for everyday tasks and successful living. Rob, I really admire what you've done. The YouTube channel, two and a half million subscribers. Uh, great success, and it's because you're positive and you're, you're loving and you're hopeful, and that's what we're all looking for right now, Rob. Thank you. Yeah, you, you bet. Thanks thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Have a good day, sir. We shall take a break. Be right back with the family. <clears throat> As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. Well, he didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Now Mike has done it again by introducing his new My Slippers. Mike has taken over two years to develop. The My Slippers are designed to wear indoor and outdoor all day long. Made with my pillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue and made with quality leather suede. For a limited time, Mike is offering 40% off his new My Slippers. The My Slippers are so comfortable, you'll want to get some for the whole family, which is what we did. Call 1 800 516 5146 or use promo code TOM, of course. 1 800 516 5146. Use promo code TOM or go to mypillow.com. Click on the radio listener square and use promo code TOM. You'll also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Call 1 800 516 5146. Use promo code TOM. Dan Chesky is here from Dan's Southside Marine to talk boats in February. 2021 is all about boat inventory or the lack thereof. Dan's has what you're looking for in the color and model you want. So get in and take advantage of the factory incentives and discounts February offers. Why should our listeners shop for a fishing boat at Dan's Southside Marine? We have the latest models on display, like the new Revolution. It features rotational seating from Premier Marine and the new Lumacraft FSX crossover fishing ski. Both are getting tons of attention and grabbing sales from the competition. Dan Southside Marine is packed with pontoons from Avalon, Berkshire, and Premier with all the rebates and incentives we mentioned at the top. Get the family out this weekend and come see these amazing pontoons. And be sure to ask about custom-rigged Alumacraft fishing boats this weekend at Dan Southside Marine during our February open house. Dan Southside Marine, six blocks west of 35W on 98th Street in Bloomington. Shop online at dansouthsidemarine.com. There are definitely things to avoid during a Minnesota winter, like licking a flagpole 
are waiting too long to replace that car battery. But number one on the list is taking a chance on your furnace. Hey, Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning, reminding you that a furnace clean and tune will improve efficiency, reliability, and peace of mind. Or maybe it's time to take advantage of Sabre's rebates and upgrade to an energy-efficient Bryant system. Don't take chances on your comfort. Visit SabreHeating.com. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you again to Rob Kenny. What a great guy. I love people that step up and actually try to help others. And there was no reason for him to do it. He didn't know he was going to get two and a half million subscribers to his YouTube channel. There's a lot of people step up. People, yeah, people, I think you're right. They just get swept under the rug of negativity anymore. Why? Just because there's so much negativity. There's a lot of good people still out there doing good things. They just don't get recognized because you know this. Negative things travel ten times faster than anything good. Oh, you got that right. There's a lot of people doing a lot of good things. A lot. This... I, no, I agree. Well, because you think about it, it's like, okay, say you're at the grocery store, and a woman drop like a bag, the bottom drops out of a grocery bag, and all of her stuff goes everywhere, and five people go in and help her pick up her groceries. That's a nice thing. And then she goes on her way, and you see it, or you help, and you're like, oh, well, that was nice. But if you're at the grocery store and a woman, the bag drops out of her, the groceries drop out of her bag, and then somebody kicks her groceries in her face, people are probably going to take a video of it, yeah. and then it's yeah, going to go online, yeah, you're right. and then people are going to be like, oh my gosh, can you believe this thing happened? So a lot of good stuff happens all the time. It's just not videoed like bad stuff yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't travel true. as fast. Yeah. Why do people love negative stuff? So, do they really feel that sorry for themselves as they have to look at, oh, this guy's more, even more miserable than I am? I think, I think that exactly is why. God. It makes people feel better about their own lives. Even, even some of these really dumb TV shows that are on, like, uh, A&E and stuff, that, like My 600-Pound Life. They, oh, yeah. They, they, shows like that, they just make other people feel better about their own lives. You're probably right oh, about yeah. that. Horrors we watch like, that all the time down yeah. in Florida. Well, it's just such a spectacle, you know, like negative things and sad I things. I can't watch like, any of that stuff. It's, well, such a spe- both, it's like a car crash where you're just like, what's going on? If you really pay attention to both of them, though, you can pick up on patterns. And There's always, yeah. for example, My 600-Pound Life, there is always an enabler in their life. Yeah, that's right. So yes. if you find yourself in such a relationship, then you might realize, oh, I'm the enabler or this person is the enabler and it's time to... Because it's the person who's doing all the eating, of course, is at fault. But the enabler is also at fault. Yeah. And the person who's doing all the eating isn't going to stop. But if you can convince the guy to stop bringing them, you know, three cakes a day, that's going to help a lot. <laughs> well, there is that. It's the same with drug addicts. And exactly. It's the yeah. same with any addiction yep. or any, you know, just like irrational thing. I mean, I had, there's yep. always an enabler. I had somebody bring bring me free drugs every day for ten years. Just, really? Kid just did it. Just to do it. Jewish kid, just every what day. What was the upside for him? Got to hang out in a nice house up in the hills. Uh, I don't know. Bro, I don't know. Go, he just, every day, he would, hmm. every day. Never really? missed a day. Never, literally never missed a day. And even when he left town one time, he hid eight balls all over my property. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my and he would call me each day and say where they are. Well, of course, for being a drug addict, I found them all in two days. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> so that's what happened to your brain. I searched the whole property for two days and found every one of them. I would have just gotten a drug-sniffing dog and been like, all right, boss. <laughs> yeah. Bowser, go get him. But, yeah, I think and he was a great kid. I, I still actually... Think fondly, fondly of him. He's a younger you know, Jewish kid, raised well, and uh, I really like him. And he's—I don't know what is, why he did it, but he was my neighbor. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It sounds like he was. Was he a lot younger than you? Yeah. 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 And he just wanted you. You were his hero, apparently. <laughs> I guess. I guess so. There are so many hilarious videos of retired drug sniffing dogs. That people really? now own. Oh, I bet you I'd love that. Because the dogs are like sleeping, and people will be okay. I'm going to go to the grocery store. I'm going to get mayo and bread and turkey and cheese, cocaine. And the dog like snaps and looks at the. Mm, no. As soon as he says cocaine. <laughs> Yep. And it happens to every drug sniffing dog that really? is retired, and like a ton of people are doing it. And every time the dogs are like, what? They take their jobs <laughs> very seriously. I love I that. Remember, I remember like 88, 89 walking through an airport. 
and I had an eight ball Coke in my pocket, which oh. I always, uh, always, everyone did in the 80s. In the 80s. This yeah. is the way it was, man. And uh, the, they, ne- they never had dogs, but for some reason they had a dog at the West Palm Beach Airport. And, and they really? were, yeah, and this is back when the West Palm Beach Airport was just, there was no, uh, you had to walk out into the tarmac and up right. steps to the right. plane. It was, right. like, it was yeah. a building like five of these. It was tiny, like this office. It was a very tiny yeah. little building. Sure. But they had a dog there. And he walked right past my leg and sniffed my leg and he just kept on walking. Ooh, there you <laughs> go. Maybe it was hey. a bomb sniffing dog. Might have been. No, this was back in the drug days. I think they were trained. He was a trainer. They were training oh, him. Uh, I don't think he learned yet. I know whenever my kids see the dogs at the airport, I always have to be like, you can't talk to or pet that dog. They're working. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They, yeah, they don't want you petting those dogs. They're that so smart, true. man. They are. They are yeah. so true. smart. I just read some sad news, which might not mean a whole lot to some people, but to me, I, I was a uh, very a big fan. Comic legend Paul Mooney has died. Oh, really? Oh. He just died just now. For some Mooney reason, was, I thought he died a long time ago. He was a great comic. He was. Great comic. Comic legend Paul Mooney, best known for starring in the Buddy Holly story and for his work alongside Richard Pryor and Dave Chappelle, has died. He was 79. Mooney's manager, Helene Shaw, confirmed his passing in a statement to Fox News. Oh, actually, uh, yeah, it was this morning. He was, was a comedy. He was a comedy star comic. Yeah, he was absolutely. Yeah. Was well, someone else on the wall. related to the Chappelle show that died a while back? Died yeah, young. I, I think you might be right about that. <clears throat> I can't think of who it would be, but I think you're right. What did he die of? Died of a heart attack. It says here, uh, the, the genius Paul Mooney passed away this morning of a heart attack. There are many stars in the sky, but there are only, there's only but there only be one moon. Mm. You had to do it. You had to go all urban, didn't you? He was a good comic, though. He was, was yeah. As far as stand-up comic goes. But God, was he crabby at the end. Yes, Holy Christ, was. did he get crabby. Let me just tell you something. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people get crabby at the end. Well, I suppose they do. But, yeah, <laughs> uh, I got to be honest with you. Tweet also thanked Mooney's fans from his official Twitter account on Wednesday. Today, it reads, thank you all from the bottom of our hearts. You're all the best Mooney world, the godfather of comedy. One moon, many stars, to all in love with this great man. Many thanks to you. Paul Mooney has died at 79 years old. That's too bad. I enjoyed his work. Can you imagine? I mean, can you even imagine hanging out with Paul Mooney and Richard Pryor and Dave Chappelle? Holy God. Very hyperactive situation. It would be hyperactive. <laughs> there's no, there's no getting around that. It would be very, very hyperactive. But yeah, that just popped up on the screen. I cannot believe that. Uh, well, he's 79. That, that's not that old anymore. Yeah, that's not that no. old. Well, it's funny though. If you ask any anybody under 30, they don't even know who Paul, who he is. No. Well, no. Probably no. They don't even Alex, know. Who, did you know who it is? Yeah, but I feel like I know most people that people don't know. Well, you yeah, also watched the Chappelle Show. Yeah, they, I saw some man on the street thing, and they were asking people who people were, and I was shocked. Had no idea. Oh, they, they were only asking young, young people. Yeah, yeah. But Gen they had no idea. Who, no. Anyway, Eddie Van Halen. Nope. Don't know. They really? Don't know who anyone is. Gen Zers do not acknowledge that anything existed before them. No, they I'm they telling don't. you. I'm telling you. You <laughs> could right. be like, very you know, true. somebody very, very obvious mm-hmm. that's know, like huge. And they'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about. If they're not relevant, yeah. Yeah. You know who I'm now surprised they about don't care. Was it's David like, Letterman? Almost every person said, "Don't know who he is." Yeah, pretty late night. No, but so David Letterman. I mean, he's, re- he's not relevant right now. <laughs> right, he's no, not he's relevant. Not. They only care about the present. It's literally ridiculous. I don't even. I don't know. Well, they're what. taught that the past is bad and evil, and we need yeah, to erase yeah, it's it. True, yeah. We need to I replace was, the past with an endless present. I was reading something. This woman posted, and she goes to night school with a bunch of kids, you know. She's learning to become a knight? Yeah, Yeah, pretty good. I want to go to night school. (laughs) She goes to night school with a bunch of kids, and she, or like, you know, teenagers, college-age kids. And she was doing a group project, or it's just like a two-person project with somebody, and the gal that she was doing with was like, how old are you? And she was like, oh, I was born in, you do the math, I was born in 19, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. 87. And she goes, you were born in the 1900s? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was only 21 years ago. No, it's like, that. what, the 1900s? Yeah. It was only 21 years yeah. ago. The 1900s was 100 years long. Yeah, yeah. So I know, it's be, like... That's multiple human lifespans. I know, it was like... 
But when you put it that way... Technically. Yeah, I guess At least I, I can still say I was born in the second half of the 1900s. So can I by one by year. One year. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Um, the good half. I, I just... I was just thinking through that whole deal. When I was a little boy... I knew who Glenn Miller and Benny Goodman were. I even knew who oh, Ruby yeah, Valley were. I know, were. I know who Glenn were. Miller and Exactly. <laughs> like, so how yeah. do you not do you know, know that? Do you know Glenn Miller, Steve Miller's father? He is not. Yes, he is. Is he really? Absolutely. God, Steve Miller's never told me that. He's yes. never brought that up. Glenn Miller what? was his father. Really? I did not know that. I didn't that. know that either. So he was born, well, wait, he's not that old. Google Glenn, it. Glenn Miller's been dead for Google since it. 1944. Andy, Google confirm. it. Confirm. Or deny. Andy. Confirm. Steve Miller, the son of Glenn Miller. Glenn Miller. Steve or Miller's either his father old? or his grandfather, one of the two. I think it's his father. Because he'd have to be... Pretty sure it's his father. Steve Miller's not, Steve Miller's not 77 years old, though. Oh, yeah, he is. Is I he really, he though? Is. Yeah. Oh, Steve Miller is, yeah, he's 77. Well, they could be. He's almost 78. I didn't even think he was that old Who's yet. Who's his dad? Yeah. Was, was Glenn Miller his dad? I know he was. Why is this taking so long? Why is it taking so long? Really, I'm on it. They're, they're not giving you any information. <laughs> not really. No. Well, you know who told me that it was? Hmm. Steve Gorman. Did he really? I just talked to Steve yesterday. That's I love who, Steve Gorman. That's who said that. Oh. Okay, so Glenn Miller did have a son named Steve Miller, and they are the same age, but they're not the same person. Oh, there you go. Oh. Well, he said it was. Well, no. it's Steve Gorman, for Christ's sake. Now, I'm gonna, next Tuesday, I'm going to tell him, you're an idiot. Uh, yeah, they were actually they were born in the same year. They were only born a few months apart. Really? That's There's pretty, a lot of yeah, Millers in the world. Steve Miller was born in Milwaukee, and his father was a physician named George. Yeah, Glenn Miller's son, Steve Miller, also born in 1943, died in 2012. We might want to tell him. Oh. Tell Steve, don't, don't tell Steve Gorman. Just stop telling people that. <laughs> that is an interesting coincidence, though. Yeah. Both well, same name, same year, same Because he said his famous, his famous band leader father. That's exactly what oh, he said. God. And I went, well, that was his father? I didn't know that. Well, now you don't know <laughs> so it. You, it's because exactly it's not true. Exactly right. Because <laughs> it's not true in the least. That does hey, happen quite often. A lot of things that they say on some stations... Like like a lot of DJs just throw in some facts oh. between songs. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, that's not true. No, true. I like know somebody, that's not true. Somebody told me that Randy Jackson from American Idol was one of the Jackson Five. Nope. And I was what? like, nope. I was like, I don't believe that's true. And they were like, it is. He's Randy Jackson. He was in. Look at the Jackson Five. It was Randy Jackson was on there? And I was like, well, that would mean he's related to Michael Jackson. Exactly. And I was like, he's not, not Michael Jackson's brother. And he's like, Randy Jackson was in the Jackson Five. I'm like, it's a different Randy. Jackson. I think though he did for a while play with with Janet Jackson in her band, but it wasn't the Jackson. Yeah, or he like produced it, it for her. Produced for her like that. But there is a Rand, but there is a Randy Jackson. It's just not that Randy Jackson. Right, right. It's pretty amazing though that the two Millers are the same age, and the same name. Yeah, born is, the same year. Yeah. Same name. Both well, Randy Miller Jacksons are the same age. Let's see here. Hey, they could be. We're gonna find Randy Jackson. Similar. No, the Jackson five one is five years younger. Okay. Wow, really? I figured he'd be old as well. Anyway, he looks, he looks... 1961 for the sing, for the uh, Jackson 5 one, and okay. for the other one, 1956. Really? He's the, I didn't know. I thought he was younger. Uh, no, he's he's 64 years he old. He looks good because he lost all yeah, that weight. He looks good. Oh, Randy yeah, Jackson did? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know him. He was just on a couple of months ago. He's oh, a very yeah. nice guy. Oh, really? Yeah, he, he lost a bunch of weight. Yeah, Currently a bassist for Journey. Yep. Yeah, he plays with Journey. Really? Yeah. Yep. Which is weird. Oh, well, he's, he's done big that before. paycheck, man. Yeah. Well, I didn't even know Journey was still active for a while. Oh, yeah. They have that, they have that Asian singer. They do? Yeah. Well, that's right. Yeah, they do. Oh, they You're stopped right. being active, and then they be, they did the thing yes. yep. that it's every like band Holodos. does. They Holodos got an Asian singer who's really every good. Every year. They break up, they get back together, year, they break up, they get back together. They somehow Who show up. Just hear is going back together? Singer. I want to get back to how do you not know... Who your grandmother liked, your mother liked. How do you not know, know. that? Tevin did the house. They, they played care. records all day. Like, well, yeah, I exactly. Mean, right. Tevin is three or four years younger than me, and he didn't really know who the Beatles were. No, he yeah, didn't. No. That's true. That's, like I said, that's people are taught to hate the past. Well, the Beatles are getting Weird. phased out. Well, the Beatles are bad. basically Everything. irrelevant at this point. No, Pel- wow, Peloton just did a big old. Beatles thing, and I was like, I'm very proud. Oh, did they? The Peloton yeah. did, did Beatles. I did all the classes. 
It's very exciting. Good. Yes, I was like, oh yay, they're like bringing them back because they do a lot of you know like Justin Bieber, Billie Eilish, <clears throat> they like Bob Marley. They did Bob. They did an Elvis one. Peloton to Billie cool. Eilish. How does that even work? Uh, she has a lot of like remix very, very type of things. And... Well, Billy Idol has residence in Vegas now. Does he really? Yeah, he's at a casino in Vegas. Oh, for Christ's sake. Yeah, yeah. He's getting paid. By the way, there's a new show called Hack. There's only two, I think, two episodes so far. Gene Smart, uh, terrific actor. She's she's wonderful. But she plays a stand-up comedian in Vegas whose career, she's gotten older, so his career's starting, her career's starting to hit the wall. It's very funny. She's really, really funny, and it's called Hack. It's on maybe Netflix. I'll have to watch it because I'm in the comedy. Oh, God, I think you'd like it. Yeah. She tells these jokes, then she tells uh, a joke. It probably it has a lot, of, a lot of hidden inside jokes yeah, about yeah, the sure. comedy world. Yep. There's a lot of TV shows, the average person, if you didn't live in the West Hollywood, Hollywood mm-hmm. area, you yeah. don't get half the jokes in the show because they're about only things mm-hmm. that if you lived there, you would right. know. Like the Whole food jokes and stuff. You have to live in West Hollywood to get them. Well, right now I'm watching Hack, which is new. Frank of Ireland, I just love that show. Where do you catch Hack at? Uh, Where are you I it? think it's on Netflix. But Netflix? I can't okay. it's, it's on Roku. I'll, I'll, I'll make sure I watch Somewhere it. I got Roku. I think you would really. She is just, because she's it's a called comedian. Hacks. 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 And it's okay. on HBO well, it's Max. Bad comics. Oh, it's HBO Max. Hacks means bad comics. HBO Hacks. HBO Hacks. Yeah, yeah, the word right. Hacks. Yeah. Hack in the comedy well, yeah. world means you steal all your stuff from right, other people. Right, exactly. But yeah, there she tells some <laughs> jokes, and at one point she's on stage, and she realizes her career is starting to hit the wall. She tells a joke, and not one person laughs. Oh, it's like, oh I've seen it many God. times, man. Oh, 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 Every comedian has one story oh, like that, I think. I've sat in the original room of the comedy store <laughs> night after night for 10 years and watched people just tank, oh, man. And so you just sink in your seat because you feel so bad for them. There was a guy oh. over at, uh, what was that? It used to be over over northeast or southeast. I guess it's southeast because it's right by Hennepin Avenue. It's just on Hennepin Avenue. What the hell is the name of the Mooney's? Was it Mooney's Pub? I don't know. There used to be a pub that held a Like Louis Anderson began at this pub. Sure, it was and, comedy night. Yeah, like a comedy night thing. I was there, and there was a guy who came out with a like a, a construction helmet on, right? And he was telling his jokes. It wasn't getting any laughs. He was not. I mean, not one laugh, well, right? I've seen it. Finally, he grabs the mic with both hands and leans in and goes, please laugh. He, like, started crying. It was sad. It was sad. Well, it takes a lot oh. to go oh. up in front of people. And... Oh, it's the most brutal job in the world. I would yeah. never, ever be a stand-up Oh, God, I'd oh, love it. I can't even imagine. Yeah, we used to go to a <laughs> yeah, lot of open... You when I was a kid, you know? yeah. Open mic nights We used tough. to go to a lot of open mic nights <laughs> oh, because my brother-in-law was... A, kind of comedian for a short time before he had children and so we'd go and no he hasn't since ivy was born oh and so we'd go to a lot of open mic nights and like (coughs) comedy competitions and stuff like that and yes some so bad bad. i thought tell you minneapolis had i know the probably when i've 10 i've been here 11 years so 10 years ago i started the gong show live at tom fams at fifth and oh yeah sure and i ran that we were packed house every Sunday, and I'll tell you what, we had some amazing comics out of Minneapolis that just blew oh, yeah. me away. And I yep. went up to a lot of them and said, man, you, what are you doing here? Go out to L.A. and go to the comedy store and stand in line and, and, and you know, do com- tryouts at the comedy store because you're, really, you're a comic. Yeah. But they don't. They just stay here. A lot of them do. No, <laughs> they don't go right. anywhere. A lot of them do. There's no question about it. But uh, uh, Vessio, a guy named Vessio, he was uh, just one of the best rap. He was a rapping comic, and he would rap uh, his grandmother's pot stew recipe. <laughs> it was the best ever. Really? This guy was so good, man. He's been a really? national national star. But they don't leave. No, a lot they of don't, don't want to leave Minnesota. Well, but a lot of times <laughs> they can't make like it out of here. Moderate success here, and then they're like, oh, "I'm going to move to LA," and then they right. try, and it's like, mm, no. Yeah. But I know I spent so much time at the comedy store, sitting in the original room, watching open mics every night. I mean, for ten years, every day. Yeah. And it, I lived in the store, so to see somebody that stood out. I would yeah. go tell them, hey, trust me, go to L.A., yeah. you'll stand out, you will be better than anyone there, and, but they just won't do it. Just People are afraid to leave their hometowns. I just saw the other day some statistic of how many people never move more than 20 miles from where they were born. Really? It's really high. I would bet it's the vast majority. Yeah. Yes, it's the majority. Probably. 
they never leave 20 miles from where they were born. Most people that I went to high school with still live in, like, Otsego, Rogers, Elk River area. Do they really? Yeah. I suppose they, they just people stay People don't home, leave, man. man. Same with Philadelphia. People live in Philadelphia. They never leave Philadelphia. I couldn't do it. I always wanted to leave. <laughs> always. Oh, yeah. I was like, I loved growing up in Dayton, but I was like, I don't want to live here for my entire life. I don't want to live there my whole life. I like being on the road. <clears throat> being on the road. I just like being away from people. <laughs> well, that's real. As long as I don't have to be by any humans, we'll be good to go. No, well, as a matter of fact, Catherine and I bought that bought that property and built close to North Minneapolis. Not in North Minneapolis, but right on the border. Spent a lot of money, built a house. Uh, if we had built that house in any other location, it would have been worth twice as much. But yeah. because of we built it where, where we built it, it was not worth anywhere near as much as it would have been anywhere else. Yeah. But I tried to go back home, and it just didn't work. No. It doesn't work, I could so you never can forget go back it. Home. Nope, it doesn't work. Never. I'm just here to tell you. Yeah. I, can, I have no desire to. <laughs> no, I understand. I always look for new, new adventure, new place, new people, yeah, new You still lines. love Philadelphia, though, don't you? Of course, I always love Philadelphia. Yeah. But I, even just this country, I, once you travel around the world, you want to see something else that you've never seen before. I suppose, you know, yeah. so Now I'm like, I want to see something I've never seen before again. Well, that's how Catherine is. We were going to go to Portugal in July. But Portugal now, spectacular. Well, that happened in the way it is. We're going to go next year, probably not this year. I don't know. It might be a good deal this year. Well, it probably would be a good deal this year. Right now, right Maybe now, you probably have to quarantine for right two now. Weeks. New York yeah. City's a great Mom deal. Would. Actually, you don't. Mom would. You got to be vaccinated. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't have to quarantine. Right now, if you want to go to New York City, right now, everything's open. It's a hundred percent capacity. And there's no one there. So if you want to go yeah, to Times Square in your true. city, the only thing that's not open is Broadway, but everything else is open. So if you want to go hang out in New York City, it's cheap. There's no one there. You'll got the whole town to yourself right now. And I loved it. Catherine and I, when we lived in New York, we just absolutely loved it. Absolutely oh, right now is the time it. to go before it comes a madhouse again. Or they take all the police away. Oh. When are they going to learn their lesson on that one? Yeah, let's disband the police. Well, let's just open fire on eight-year-olds. Well, Minneapolis is just it's a disaster. Oh, is it six now? It's six. Out of control in Minneapolis. So sad. Three or four kids, six, eight, and ten, I have think, been mur- well shot. Most, of, I think, a few of them died. Actually, Tom, not even just that. If you you, you go out there, the people are drag racing downtown. Yeah, oh, oh yeah, they're doing oh, yeah. donuts in the intersections yep. all day. Like yep. the gunfire is nonstop. I I'm surprised that somebody hasn't got a group together and and done a civil lawsuit against the city of Minneapolis for for. Taking your livelihood away. You, I know. You, you can't make any money. You can't live. You can't do anything down there. Nope. Uh, how's it legal? We shall take a break here. Be uh, right back. And uh, another, you know, we'll have another hour coming up. We can schmooze. <laughs> now we're talking. We'll be right back with the family.